Hello and welcome to episode two of the Geek Feed podcast. I'm your host, Travis. Let's get into it. All right. And uh, again, this week I've got Richard co-hosting with me. How are you doing, man? Good morning. I'm doing well. Good, good. So we recorded like a 45-minute podcast last week, and due to technical difficulties, a.k.a. I accidentally messed up, <laughs> we don't have that episode. So we're re-recording. We're going to um, try again. Hopefully we get through this one and, and don't lose it. So uh, before we get into today's topic, we're going to go over some news of games and movies, TV, stuff like that that's coming out or has come out uh, this past week. So to start off, games coming out this week, we have Bomber Crew, the complete edition, coming out on PS4 and the Switch. We have Darksiders, War Master, yeah, War Mastered Edition, coming out on the Switch. Uh, all the, Both of these are coming out today. And oh. then we have Super Dragon Ball Heroes, World Mission, coming out on Switch and PC on the 5th. So, light light week for games this week. Uh, as far as movies and TV, I know Netflix has a whole list of stuff that's coming and going each month. And if you want to check out the full list, you can go to thegeekfeed.net. I have an article up there that has all of the shows and programming that's going to be coming and going uh, this month. But one notable one is uh, the new Ultraman Season 1, the Netflix original version not the old old ones but the new one yeah it's in japanese is the one in, i haven't checked it out this yeah. it just hit yesterday so um i want to check like, that one out yeah. i was like what's this oh it's in japanese never mind uh, of course i mean it's got to be right that's what subtitles are for why because it's japanese <laughs> of course it's gonna you know be in japanese so um the other thing was twilight zone came out yesterday uh, <laughs> I haven't yet watched it. Uh, last night was a busy night, so I haven't had a chance to watch that or the Ultraman. I had high hopes for it. I really did. So without spoilers, you're saying, though, thumbs down on your first two episodes? Definitely. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and try and watch them, and you know, maybe in the next episode we can break down a little bit. We'll give They're them- long. They're each an hour long. I was expecting 10, 15 minutes. What was the original show's time? It was like three and a half an hour, or three in an hour. I forgot. Huh, okay. So was it an actual, they duplicated the original episodes and just like remade them, or is it completely new storylines? There's one called, you know, something at 30,000 feet, which you would think would be a remake of that original episode, but it's completely different. Hmm, okay. Well... That's uh, something that I know there's going to be a lot of people talking about, so I'm going to you know, give it a, a watch, and then we can discuss later as to yeah. whether you're just crazy or if you're, you're right and that it's not any good. So You do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, movies coming out this week. We have um, the – let's see here. We have The Best of Enemies coming out on the 5th. Pet Cemeteries, new you know, new movies coming out on the fifth also. And then the one that I'm most excited about is Shazam. And that one's coming out on the fifth also. Right. Uh I do have a list here of a few that are limited releases, so they may or may not be in your area if it's something that 
uh, you're interested in, you might check your local theaters. But we have Amazing Grace, High Life, Peterloo, The Public, Storm Boy, and The Wind. Those are all limited releases coming out on the 5th. And uh, that's going to cover it for the news this week. Black alert. Black alert. So we're going to move into the uh, discovery discussion portion. Uh, Do they even play that sound anymore in the show? Or was yeah. that the first season only? No, they. I think they played it in the season, but they, uh, I think, removed the word black alert. Uh, I think it's just the sound. Yeah. They were trying to tease us for Satan 31. Now they're not. <laughs> so uh, that is the spoiler warning, though. I was, you know, told last time that we kind of ruined some stuff for somebody because they didn't. Bam. Yeah. But to try and cover ourselves, there's the spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the latest episode of Discovery Perpetual Infinity, then uh, turn back now. So before we get into it, though, what's your overall thumbs up, thumbs down? Oh, great episode. Yeah. I very much enjoyed it. I agree. I uh there was a lot that happened. They they answered a bunch of questions, but they I think created even more. So, oh yeah, uh, and with only what two or three episodes left in the season, we're getting. It's got to be three because they teased the Klingon episode. That may be this and, coming, episode. unless that has heavy health story elements involved in it, and I don't see how it's going to play out. Yeah, uh, I'm, you think they're going to end on a big cliffhanger for season three? Like, we're going to have to wait, you know, another year before we get answers to the, the main questions. Maybe. We just might. Yeah. I mean, that's what seems like every show does now is they can't leave you feeling satisfied. They have to leave you wanting more, right? So. I like a season that ends it and then makes you want more. Not once makes you want more of the same story. Okay. I, I do miss the like next generation uh original series kind of stories where they're very contained like you can watch an episode at random and enjoy it well every once in a while they had like a two or three part episode but for the mm. most part you could w- pick up any random one in syndication and watch it and you don't have to oh what was it that he did or i don't remember this happening like it was very easy to just yes. pick up and watch and these are definitely you have to you have to pay attention, yeah, even and, take notes. Yeah, and even with me taking notes, I still have a hard time remembering uh, because there's stuff that references back you know, from last season, from earlier in the season. Uh, there's a lot to try and remember. So uh, like I said, we do have notes. Um, we'll get into kind of the rundown. So it opens with Burnham's parents when they're working on the project and they were attacked by the Klingons. Um, yes, they were trying to charge the time crystal. Yeah. I learned an interesting bit of trivia that I didn't realize that uh, Burnham's dad is actually played by uh, Sonequa's actual husband. So that's kind of odd. Like, <laughs> You know what? In my notes, I wrote down, dad is a bad actor. Really? Well, he's husband uh, of... Uh, I, I saw the mother and then the child and then the dad started talking. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, at least uh, they have the young – like there's not some weird husband-father relationship thing going on because she doesn't actually interact with her husband. It's, you know, the younger version. So, um, But, yeah, we see them working on that, and then 
uh, it kind of cuts to we have the doctor talking about how he he messed up and that he mistook the DNA as being Burnham, but it's well. For, there's one more thing I want to say about that time crystal. Okay, is it looked like it was this big. They can't see how big you're. Well, <laughs> as big as my hand, about. And meanwhile, the time crystal we saw from mud was about the size of my pinky or my thumb. Huh. I didn't. I didn't pick up. I. I I didn't catch that. So then that would imply that it's not the same crystal that Mud had, like we originally had talked about. That's right. Huh, okay. So, like I said, the doctor was confused. It's not really Burnham. I I, I think we had talked about in the previous episode that you still thought that there was going to be two separate jumpers and that Burnham was one of them. Do you still think that's the case? Definitely. Still uh, do. The doctor... Tried to play it off to say that, oh, maybe Michael, maybe it was her mother the whole time, but you don't say 100% definite guarantee that it's Michael Burnham, only to come back and say, oh, maybe it wasn't Michael Burnham. No, it's still Michael Burnham. Hmm. I, I'm going to say that I think that that was maybe some issues with the writing that made it. No, I think it plays into the storyline. and. From what happens later on in the episode, they kind of pl- show this. Okay, well, maybe you're right. I, uh, I guess we'll we'll see down later episodes. But um, moving along, we've got that she gets the 841 mission logs that are in the angel suit. So basically, it's yeah. like a, a body cam, right? For the and I was just kind of wondering they were charging it at the start of the episode. She said she would have enough energy for a couple of jumps. How does that couple of jumps turn into 841? Can she, she Does she stop in between to charge it? If so, how? Good good question. Um, I oh, yeah. really don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Um, also, the, she, um, the t- time crystal took her 950 years into the future when she was trying to go one hour back into the past. Like, either she doesn't know how to use the suit or something else is at play here. Yeah, the um, that's something that I, I had made notes of. I had questioned as to why is she tied to that particular time. And then even, like, later when we talk about when she's not in the suit, she still gets sucked back to that time. Yeah. So it's like the suit I, isn't what's tying her to yeah. that. I had thought once the suit was destroyed that they would... Uh, she would be free, but yeah, you would think that she could just get out of the suit and wherever she was at, you know, that's where she'd be. So um, she also mentioned one more thing here that in the future, fifty thousand years, fifty thousand light years away, she sets up base on the planet Terralisium, which is the planet, the church planet from the second episode. So how are these two related? Man, I am going to have to pay more attention. I did not catch that she said that that's where she... In her timeline, she said the seven signals... I know I'm getting a little bit ahead of there, but she said the seven She knows nothing about the seven signals, so she knows nothing about Terralisium. So then why would the red angel of the, the first couple of episodes put people on that planet? Does it know that she... The mother lives on there 950 years in the future. And what would putting a civilization there 
achieve if they just die anyways? That's uh, like I said. That's interesting. I, I totally missed that. So I'm gonna have to go back and again do do some rewatching of the last season, I guess, and, and try and now now that I know what I know, go back and watch those earlier episodes and see if it unlocks any other extra knowledge that missed the first go round. So, um, so after that, we see Leland, and he's restrained. Somehow, yeah. yeah. He got tied up, I guess. I don't know how he got tied up. Like, if if Control is using holograms, it can't physically... No, it can't. But so it, it kind of said that it could, but it can't. It said that he could represent any physical being, but only if you couldn't didn't touch him. It was my understanding, but the computer said any physical being, like, at all. Well, yeah, but as a hologram form, I'm talking about like a hologram can't. It, it kind of suggested that it wasn't a hologram, though, when it talked. I I was a little confused. Well, Does... regardless, somehow he's restrained, and you know, control is talking to him via the hologram, and is changing between different uh, different characters and stuff. Um, yeah, but then. It looks like he's injected with, like, Borg nanites or something. And I know that there's been a lot of discussion. Some people are claiming that, no, that, you know, the this he's not the first Borg. That they've been around for, I think, thousands of years in a, in a different quadrant. So this isn't Borg, but it's a lot like Borg. And I had the prediction last time that... It is a lot like Borg. I don't see uh, nano... nano Nanites, the the face robot thingy. I mean, yeah, I kind of wish that we got to see what it actually looked like with his face, because all we saw was like over the shoulder uh, at one point, and so we don't see what is actually is he was he a robot? Maybe he's not even he wasn't ever a person. Maybe he was a machine all along, and that you know, control is just taking like he he's like a, a Terminator or something. Like he's he looks human, but he's really not. Maybe he's actually machine underneath already, and so that's how he was infected. They they showed us that blood eye that he had. That yeah, his pink eye. From <laughs> the, he, uh, he needs to get some medication the, for that. <laughs> from that needle. Yeah. I, I don't know. Other I, than that, I don't know what's really going on there. I still think it has some way, some tie to the Borg. And maybe it's not origin, but maybe uh, maybe the sphere data had information about the Borg. And its technologies, like if it, you know, had all this vast knowledge, maybe control is mimicking what the board did. You know what? One thing that really kind of sticks out of me, this is something we just talked about a minute ago, that Michael's mother was trying to go back one hour and then 950 showed up on her wristwatch. But are we sure that she went into the future and not the past? I don't know. Because um, if we went back to the past, that would kind of hmm. let me know that the, that would kind of fill in that boring um, description scene. Yeah. Uh, See, I don't I know why it, things would be destroyed in the past, but if we're time traveling, then anything's possible. Yeah. I originally had thought that they said went 950 years in the past. And. I guess that's not correct that they said well, she, that. she never specifically states the future. She just says 950 years, right? Did she? 
We're going to have to try and, and do some deep dive into I, this. I don't think they, they let us know. I think it's something we're going to have to discover in the next episodes. Maybe. Hopefully, we get some answers. Um, and so, let's see here. We realize that she's playing this like game of tug-of-war with time and that it keeps constantly wanting to pull her back to that time frame. And so... Which still makes no sense to me, but... I'll go along with it. Um, and then we've got fake Leland saying that he needs to get Burnham's mom away from Discovery, that it's some trick, that she's not who she says she is, that she might be control. You know, obviously he's trying to mislead. And so they're supposed to be uh, on a mission to, to get her away from them. And then... Um, well, that's... When they try to delete the sphere data, or yeah, they tried to delete it before they transfer it to the red suit. Yeah, and so. But when they're trying to delete it, it defends itself. Yeah, and so what I was wondering though is, we see Ash activate that device, right? Maybe he doesn't know because he he does look like he's surprised when it stops itself from being deleted, but. Do you think that the data was trying to protect itself from getting in the hands of Section 31 or Control because no, everything I, was fine, and then when he pushed that button, that's when it started defending he, itself? He pushed a button a minute or so before everything happened. So you don't and think as in was... later in the episode, the, the sphere data seems to want to copy itself as many times as possible, as fast as possible. So I'm guessing that it... Wants to duplicate itself and not limit itself. Okay, I I didn't really think about it too much uh, until I watched it a second time, and I thought that it was coincidental that, like, my first instinct was that he pushed a button and it caused it to be prevented from being deleted. But then he acts surprised, so I didn't know if if there was any connection there. But regardless, everyone was just everyone was surprised that it couldn't be deleted. But do you think that it? Defending itself is some representation that it might be the the actual threat of the season. It might be the actual artificial intelligence that we should be worried about. And, or maybe it is control. Maybe it was always control. That's how control was born. Maybe, because it does kind of give it like sentient life properties that it's... Or is it just a firewall? Like computers have firewalls in place that stop you from like it's a read-only file maybe that's what you know well if you if you saw the star trek short then it would kind of suggest that maybe when this discovery ship downloaded that sphere information that it somehow gained an intelligence that takes a thousand years to fully develop but it in this short it did it was a fully sentient AI, from what I could tell. Well, uh, I don't know. Like I said, that's more questions that it's left kind of vague or open to. So maybe we'll see more answers coming in the next few episodes. Um, but because they can't delete it, they decide, well, let's you know put it in the suit. Because it just happens to have infinite storage, right? Yeah. Like, how convenient that a starship can't have... Infant storage, but <laughs> this little suit can, like in a. Well, it also seems to be from 
950. I think the suit is from 950 years in the future somehow. So you don't think that they were building it? You think that they... I think that they were building it in the future somehow. That they somehow have some kind of lab or portal. I'm not exactly sure. But in the future, the AI probably still exists, wouldn't you think? Even though she never came across it. If the AI still exists in the future, then maybe it was will open up the the wormhole, uh, reopen that wormhole that left by the Red Angel. If it re- was able to reopen the wormhole, and that's what it looks like if you think back on that episode. Excuse me. It starts off small and then grows to big, be big to full, to be a wormhole again, and then sends a probe back through it. Man, there's so much because we still don't know where the the octopus robot thing came from, right? Yeah, and that I think it came from the. I think it came from the control trying to get back to that sphere data. So you're you're literally thinking they're going the route of like Terminator, where they're trying to send back in time to kill you know Jean Connor. Like they're trying to. Oh, I didn't think about that, but I guess like that control is, is trying to send back. Something to to alter time again, but it can only open up the Red Angel's wormhole. So chances are, the next time we see the Red Angel, we're gonna see a follow attack by the AI again. If we see the Red Angel again, yeah, right. If we see the Red Angel, but we we know that we've only seen what three to seven signals, and we know that. Michael's mother does not know about the seven signals. So that that means that she has no knowledge of the whole season of Star Trek that we've seen so far, except for the sphere. Because we saw Red Angel, Red Angel, Red Angel. If she knows nothing about those, then she doesn't know what we know. Yeah. So then it could be potentially a lot bigger than what we're seeing so far. It could. I still have a hard time believing that anything could destroy life on the galactic scale. Um, all we've seen is seven planets, and we're supposed to assume that the whole universe is dead. Uh, there's only so many missiles you could fire. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I mean, it's sci-fi. There's always workarounds for stuff, so who knows? Um, but continuing on in the episode, we've got, um, you know, Leland telling Giorgio that she needs to go down and steal the, the data as they try and transfer it to the suit and that, uh, they need to kill Burnham's mom. And so she goes off to do that. And then, you know, we also learn that the suit is DNA encoded. So that stops anyone else from stealing it and using it supposedly. And I guess that's also what ties her to the future without needing the suit. It's that they're linked together. Maybe. Like they're like ET. Since it's DNA infused, then that's why she's tied. I don't know. Um but we have Burnham and Giorgio kinda of talking and she tells her that you know she knows who she is, that 
she's seen her sacrifice herself for Burnham. Yeah, she she says she's seen all the stuff that she's seen her life, she's seen Michael's life, and she seems she has seen everybody's life, not only from a third perspective, a time entity, but as also personally up close, like she exists in outside of time in a different dimension. Yeah, where she and can that was see weird stuff because... but not be seen. Yeah, exactly. Like the uh, out of the... phase, as you might. Yeah. If you look at Deep Space Nine and a couple of other Star Trek episodes. Yeah, I was wondering, like, okay, she looks like she's standing there next to Burnham during some of these scenes. And it's like, I think Burnham would know if her mom was standing. And so it's almost like the ghost of Christmas past or whatever. You know, like the she just hovered there. As a, but, but that's another sign of the suit's power that we've only been told about. We've we, The only power we've known that it has was the ability to travel back in time. But also from the other episode that it can have has this power that it can emit or the and that's how they stop the Kelpians from being wiped out. So is the suit actually allowing her to be out of phase and see these things, or was she talking about like she saw like videos, like vid she, captures? She must be able to phase out. It must have more time travel properties than just traveling from one point in time to another Hmm. it must be like a whole spaceship the whole technology the whole spaceship shields uh air yeah speaking of air when she when she teleported the first time or jumped through the warp wormhole whatever it was um she ended up in space right just floating in space she said she was set up her base fifty thousand unit on terralysium so she is probably stuck on Terralysium right yeah, now. Yeah, but what I'm saying, though, is she, it showed her when she jumped, she was just floating in space, right? Yes. So my question is here in just a moment. Uh, we'll talk about it, but she goes back through the wormhole without the suit, right? Does she just get transported back into vacuum? No, like, she, she, just she said somehow the suit takes her back to Terralysium, which also brings up another question. She said it's 50,000 light years away. That means her sh- suit can also jump just like the sh- uh, the ship Discovery. You know, I God, man, I hadn't even thought about that. She's essentially doing the same type time and spatial jumps as what. So you think the suit maybe uses no? There's the suit makes her into a god, and she even kind of. Displays this by the angel. only <laughs> looking at the bigger picture. But it, it is coincidence that they jump similarly, but with two different methods, like one using time crystal, one using the mycelial network. So they might well, so they in theory might though, use the same kind of energy network. I don't know. So do you think that? In the future, we might see an episode where they try to jump to her. Since the Discovery can jump that way. Maybe it can maybe jump they, through time. Maybe they make a jump like that. That would be interesting. They they have so many options and not much time to do it in. So I'm hoping we'll get to see something that interesting. That may be season three. I hope not. I hope we end it this season and then start something else next season. Yeah. Because that's Star Trek. You don't 
Star Trek, oh, except for a couple of things, like Deep Space uh, Voyager. Oh, yeah. That cliffhangers that go from one season to another. Mostly you don't get that in yeah. Star Trek. But that one had a larger overarching story. Um, so when they're they're talking back and forth, she makes a comment about that um, she's a threat to the larger mission. And that's the exact same phrasing that Leland had said. And so that's how Giorgio realizes that Leland is control, right? And so Burnham's mom asks Giorgio to protect Burnham. And uh, about that time, Leland, you know, beams down and they start fighting. Yeah, he kills, kills a couple of non-essential crew members. Oh, actually, before that, though, before he beams down, Ash goes into his his quarters or wet, ready room, whatever that room is. And sees him jacked in to the computer. Yeah. And realizes, oh my God, this isn't, like, something ain't legit. And then he, like, speed he's, over to him. I, I'm positive. He's, like, 10, 15 feet away. And he gets to him before he pulls out his weapon. Yeah. Even if he could have shot him, we know from a couple of minutes later that it wouldn't have done any good. He's immune to gunfire, super strong, super fast. Like, damn. Well, I mean... I mean, well, I still think that might be something that ties into the Borg because they adapt to the phasers and stuff, right? Right. So, um, either way, yeah, Ash gets stabbed. It looks like he's dying. He calls Discovery and says, hey, this is what's happening. They, uh, they quickly send over a medical team. Not. Yeah. No. They don't <laughs> care about it. They're yeah. Like, they're okay. like, eh, it was good knowing you. Uh, but they then show where he beams down. They start fighting. Um, Giorgio had, you know, told Ash that this is a, you know, trust situation. Yeah. And so that's the reason he, he confronted him. And so they're trying to stop the transfer of the data and then discovery beams out the landing party. Right. Well, Leland also looks like he destroys the time crystal or. Yeah. He, he shoots, he has like some special phaser that he shoots through. He just holds it in place long enough like a magnifying glass and it eventually breaks through and it looks like it destroyed the time crystal or hurt it. Uh, again, we're not sure if that's how the suit gets its energy. So if it does, then it, it will be dead in space. Well, if the time crystal is what was doing that, then it looks like when that was shot, that would break the the link, right? If You're that's right, what, but it how the suit was getting its... But it, it didn't. It still pulled Michael Burnham into the future along with it. Yeah. And again, like I was saying, I, I'm curious as to if we're going to see her again, if they're going to end that there and it's just uh, maybe later in the next season or something, we might see her mom again or if they're going to go after her or if she died when she got pulled back, like, or back to the future or back, like, we don't know exactly where she... Considering that we do see the... We know that we see the Red Angel again. It's safe to say that at least the suit survived. Maybe. Um, I mean, the suit looked intact. It just was shot. Mm -hmm. Right? It had a hole through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the technology's, you know, still, it's repaired and maybe yeah. some more. Maybe it self-heals. Um, and then... We do get word that Ash is on a 
Escape pod. An escape pod or in a shuttle headed back towards Discovery. Leland is able to beam off the surface before Discovery blows it blows it up. And he, like he gets to the ship and immediately warps away in a manner that they can't track him. Yeah. And they said he got 54% of the, the data before. Yeah, it's 54% of all data. But we know that earlier he got 24% of all the artificial intelligence data of the sphere. So if you combine those two, it's probably somewhere around 62%. Maybe maybe, that, maybe that's enough to... What if, what if uh, it's like when you start trying to download something from the internet and it breaks... Like your internet goes down, and then you you have to re-download. Like you don't uh-huh. still have that first twenty four percent, or like it's we, we don't know it re-downloads. So maybe uh, maybe that's still only fifty four percent that he he has. Maybe that's has. true. Maybe it's worthless. I, I mean, fifty four percent of all that data, though one hundred thousand years or whatever what? it said worth of data. That's still a lot of information. I mean. It's not like it has to have a hundred percent of the data in order to, right? Yeah, like it could get by with learning what it needs could. to learn with in you know the fifty four percent. It so. really doesn't need to learn anything. It it's already seems to be conscious to me. Yeah, uh, it calling itself. It wants to reach maybe a higher form of consciousness. Yeah, the um, I still think that the threat. I mean, because they already thought they destroyed it and it was able to survive. So it's already more powerful than anyone in the modern universe. So, What is this? The data? Control. No, control. Yeah. yeah. And so the show ends up closing with Spock kind of comforting Michael. And he, like, sets up the chess set that he threw a tantrum and knocked over last time. So They, they made up earlier in the episode. and Yeah. So I think the reason why we hadn't heard about his sister in the original series and stuff is like we talked about before where she had died as a child. Yeah, this is a altered timeline. So now he's, you know, he's made amends. We thought maybe if they stayed angry is why we hadn't heard it, but since they've made up now um it has to be because it's a different timeline and she survived whereas before she was dead as a kid and so and if they uh maybe died on bad terms, then he's like, I don't have a sister. <laughs> there, there is one more thing I don't understand is why the Red Angel, she went, she went back in time. She said she had to contact Spock in order to save Michael Burnham. But why couldn't she just save Michael Burnham herself? It seemed like when she went back early in the episode, she wasn't physically there. But... When she showed up here, she she was actually physical. So maybe that's why she wasn't able to interact with her daughter growing up and stuff. She wasn't – somehow she wasn't physically there and wasn't able to physically interact with anything. Well, I mean, most of the episodes she shows up, but she's not actually doing anything when she's there. So – Right, they just, they just, it shows up like a blip, and then they get there and everything, nothing was there in the first place. Yeah. Just like when Burnham was stabbed in the leg and was in the asteroid or whatever, yeah, and she shows up, but... Watches. Yeah, she didn't actually do anything, though, did she? 
No. Nope. Just a fleeting no. moment, like she, a vision, like hallucination. So <laughs> I have to, like I said, go back and rewatch, knowing what we know now. Did she actually do anything in any of them? We know that the I mean, other than leading or guiding, the Calpians didn't didn't get destroyed, and we can only assume the Red Angel did something. Okay, yeah, to overload Maybe she... all the the towers. Yeah, but we don't know what per se. Maybe but... she released dark matter or something. Hmm. Uh, well, the, you know the the Star Trek Discovery mentioned that they had dark matter. Exotic dark matter particles. I was like, "Where did you get those?" I don't remember we us having those. But let's. But okay. Yeah, I mean, we've got antimatter, and and we had the spores and antimatter, but no dark matter. I don't know what they don't have any left anymore of that asteroid because we all tossed that away. I don't understand. Maybe they'll explain it to us later. Yeah, we've only got a couple of days, and then the, the next episode's going to come out. So, uh, I think Are there that one two or three left. I hope there's three. Yeah, I think there's. I think you might be right. I think there's three. Because seems seems like we still got a long way to go. But if they rush it like every other show, well, we know that there's a Klingon episode. So unless. The Klingons just play a small part. That one's gonna. I'm thinking eliminate that one probably do just play a small part. Maybe, or maybe the, somehow they tie into the Red Angel story arc. You know what? They did show up at the beginning of this episode. And you think they're gonna still be after the suit or something? Maybe, maybe they just play a bigger role than we think. Maybe they built the suit, and we stole it. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I know that they were saying in one of the previous episodes that they were in an arms race against the Klingons to develop this technology, right? They were in an arms yeah, the yeah. imaginary arms race where they, like, are they building time technology? I don't know, but let's build it too. Yeah. Kind of thing. And then that we actually built it, it still seems like maybe we did steal it from somewhere because we can't build that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's got to be some... Some link to how all this technology is way more advanced than anything. Even those little buttons they were putting on the thing was more advanced than yeah. stuff we have. Yeah. Like, oh, and it can also self-destruct into an explosion enough to destroy the Red Angel. Wow. <laughs> all right. Well, do you have anything else you wanted to say about this episode? I think we covered everything. Yeah. I can't think of anything else. All right. Well, then that's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Feed. Please check out our blog at thegeekfeed.net. Follow us on Instagram at thegeekfeed, all lowercase. And then on Twitter at g33k underscore feed. That's The Geek Feed on Twitter. And if you have any uh, suggestions for the show or anything like that, uh, please feel free to send an email to show at thegeekfeed.net or give us a call at 213-536-1138. Till next time, live long and may the force be with you.